Holly Bob Howdy and welcome to Ernest Goes to Podcast, Ernest Extra number six, Havern, it's toys. I'm your host, Aaron, and this is my co-host, David. Hello. How's everybody going? How's everybody going? <laughs> what is happening? And a very special welcome to our little stuffed guest today. <laughs> we'll get to him later. Cool. But first, let's address any lingering thoughts or questions we have about the television series Haver and its Ernest, which spawned this delightful little stuffed guest. Yes, I have things to say. Oh, all right. Let's get rolling then, Dave. Well, one of the things that when I was listening to the part two of Haver and its Ernest, mm-hmm. one thing that struck me was that our special guest, Tom, about a couple of different topics on the show, yeah. kept saying this phrase that was, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was essentially quote, I didn't like it at first, but then I decided that I did like it, close quote. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting just in the sense that like, A, he kept saying it about different things on this same television show, but B, it reminded me of the sort of backstory of how when Ernest was introduced into new markets, they told people to like expect like viewer (laughs) outrage first and then followed by like positive reactions and strong brand association, which is essentially the advertising world version of I didn't like it at first, but then I decided that I did like it. And I had the same thing with the show where, you know, at first the repetition, you're like, oh, it's this. And then it grows on you. It it becomes comforting instead of irritating. And like satisfying. I just thought that was interesting that the Ernest it was such it was yes it's such like a a concise microcosm of Ernest writ large yeah another thing that I was thinking you know we brought up our lengthy quality check uh, listen throughs of our podcast and another thing that just came (laughs) to mind when I was uh, re-listening to Hey Vernon's Ernest parts one and two was we kept we kept making these jokes and then immediately pantomiming the end credits theme (laughs) and it just occurred to me that the end credit theme is essentially like like some sort of dissonant musical rim shot where it's just like there'll always be like something like right. dumb or silly that happens at the end the just like line. to put a button on yeah. it and then if you want togetherness earnest try a chain gang It's essentially just like this rim shot. And I think without maybe uh, consciously realizing it, we tuned into that notion and then just kept doing it. <laughs> that became the rim shot. Yeah, of, exactly. So instead Something of... sad happened. There was a clown dad thing where he was terrible to his son. <laughs> You're right. Now, whenever we want to add a rim shot to something, instead of the, we're just going to go. There was stuff that Tom mentioned. I should bring this up because it's such a small thing. It got lost. There's these wacky interstitials of cut out Ernest and different graphics that happen in the show. And they have little music duty doos going on while that's happening. Sorry, what were those called? Duty doos. Oh, okay. Got it. It's a technical term. It'll be like, but then sometimes at the end, there'll be a sound like, <laughs> and Tom really loved that. And I, I just wanted on record that he said that he would wait for that to see if that happened <laughs> during the interstitials. So let it be known for the ages. Tom liked that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's that repetition comfort again. Yeah. We also had a couple of theories about the origins of Woody. Oh, yes. The last theory I came up with was that Woody, the ventriloquist dummy that looks exactly like Ernest. Right. I'm assuming it was made by Ernest because no one else would. He also seems to have a knack for recreating himself in various mm-hmm. uh, artistic mediums. Yeah. He is his own muse. If Ernest, so let me ask you this. If, yes. If Michelangelo's painting, The Creation of Adam, featured Ernest, who would Ernest <laughs> be touching? Who would Ernest be touching with the finger? 
Oh, no, see. That's my question. You're putting Ernest in the God role? Is that what's happening? Uh, see, because I would see it as Jim Varney touching Ernest. <laughs> Is this thing on? I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't in particular putting Ernest in either role. Oh, okay. But, but you were. You were putting Ernest and Woody. Is that the notion that you were trying to imply? Or yeah, oh, I was thinking. Yes, I was thinking about maybe Ernest. Yes, in the God role, touching Woody. But now I. I don't want Woody in that painting. So I'm asking. I don't like, want Woody anywhere. Yeah. Well, Woody. This is what I think would happen to Woody. I think perhaps he is the embodiment of all of Ernest's negativity. Sure. And Ernest had it purged supernaturally somehow by going to a, like a witch Some doctor. Sort of shaman. Yeah. Yeah. And they funneled all his his negative energy into this thing because he was like, I don't want to be negative anymore. Maybe he was a really negative person. And they funneled it all into that dummy. And now he's supernaturally positive. Ernest is. Yes. Yeah, I buy that. Yeah, Woody as some sort of like receptacle for uh, <laughs> yeah. bad vibes. And they were just like, we just have to hope it doesn't. Whatever you do, don't let it out of that briefcase. <laughs> don't feed it after midnight. Yeah. Woody is a poppet or a fetish doll. In the Haver and its Ernest universe. <laughs> yeah. That's dark, man. I think that's dark. Ernest should have never done that. She just kept the... <laughs> Ernest should not have done this thing that we are completely fan-fictioning <laughs> a backstory. Uh, what else did you have in mind? Well, I know one of our listeners, uh, Louis Nira, who often gives us feedback on Twitter, basically posited that, you know, we were wondering, how do the people in the neighborhood get the information about what various competitions are going on this week or this day in this Splinter universe, depending yep. on uh, what theory you have? Depending on your denomination of Ernest. Right. The... <laughs> but uh, he was saying, doesn't Ernest just read about them in the local penny saver, uh, which I think is plausible. Sort of the same thing as the local newspaper. Penny savings would be in there. Yeah, it would be like the little insert. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that actually reminded me of something <laughs> because we are uh, Jim Varney aficionados. We both watched the Beverly Hillbillies together. Of course. And there was some quote that I had seen from one of his co-stars in that movie, Erica Eleniak. She was talking about how Jim Varney was basically, quote, a walking encyclopedia. Oh, yeah. A few people have said that. And yeah. it just made me wonder, like, we've said before that Ernest is the type of person potentially to read the Penny Saver once and memorize it. That's right. Have we considered the notion that Jim Varney was the type of person to read the Penny Saver once and memorize it? I believe it? he was, at least as far as scripts are concerned. Because that seems to line up not only with the overlap between Jim Varney and Ernest, but just in the sense that, like... How did he do it? How did Yeah, yeah. memorizing all those insane bonkers scripts. And uh, especially with the ad world stuff, all of the stuff that he needed to say about any given product 20 times a day or whatever. Well, John Cherry said what he was really good at or what was really valuable in Jim Varney was that he would have the script in his head and then you could tell him to change one word to something else or change this to this and he wouldn't need any adjustment time. Oh, that's awesome. He could just do it. That's really cool. So I think, yes, Jim Varney was the kind of person that had exceptionally good recall for sure. things he read. It's sort of a shared attribute with Ernest P. Worrell. We need to make like a Jim Varney and Ernest like Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah. It's just like <laughs> it's just like both their heads and like the overlap is in their brain and then written in there is all the things that they share. <laughs> oh, that would be trippy. That's a graphic we need to make happen. Yikes. Okay. Well, I think the only other thing that I I don't know. Did you did you have anything more to say about those little kids' heads in the boxes? Because we didn't really go into them that much, but they are a strong presence. Um, There's all these little kids, their heads are in boxes in the interstitials and they just say random things. At one point, it, it cuts to it, there's a child's head 
and it just goes earnest. I don't remember what the kid says, but I know that they've decided to put the kid's head in a little hamburger, a giant hamburger for no reason. It it just looked absurd. And I just appreciated (laughs) that image of the kid's head in the hamburger. Well, I mean, what those... We have to post a photo of that child in the hamburger. That will help jog my memory also. (laughs) I guess what what the kid head things felt like to me, and this was the case with a lot of stuff in Hey Burn, It's Ernest, but it was almost just like, let's have like some backup stuff that we can just sort of like, if we're, you know, 30 seconds short, we can just sort of like pepper this stuff in without it seeming out of place or anything like that. It feels very Space Ghost to me, where it was just like, oh, we'll just record all these kids at once. We'll Uh have them say like mishmashy things against a black background, and then we can just stick their heads into like little boxes or hamburgers or whatnot and and make them react to things. I I don't imagine the kids' reaction heads are watching like footage from the show. You don't? I think they're watching the show. From a production standpoint, uh-huh. I don't imagine they're watching oh, no, the show. Oh, no, 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 of course in, not. In the world of Haver and it's Ernest, yes, I imagine they they're watching the show. But from a production standpoint, I imagine it's either a PA or Jim <laughs> Barney, like off camera, being like, oh, and then maybe I'll do this or whatever. I like to imagine it would be. Why would he show up for the kid? Because he likes heads kids. Thing. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Because this all was all right, sure. Because this was all uh, <laughs> shot for five cents, and uh, that's true. It could have all been the same day. I yeah, guess. he just happened to be there because I'm going to imagine that they also shot those kid head interstitials at Jim Varney's house, Varney Productions. He was like, it's "Well, somewhere I, with I, a black sheet." Yeah, yeah, I have a satin uh, curtain that we could use. <laughs> I think they also just helped to divide the segments since the segments are so oh sure you know different. Oh yeah, a little breather before you completely switch your brain over to a new concept. In some instances. Uh, it's almost like the fills for allowing audience laughter. Yeah, 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 you're not losing any joke time because you're there's like a little bit where the audience can react or breathe or whatever. Right. Oh, the audience isn't missing anything because they're laughing so hard. Or at Ernest scratching did. their head to an impossible degree. <laughs> or saying, huh, too loud. So yeah. they couldn't, you're right. Correct. Well, that is Hey Vern, it's Ernest. I'm satisfied with our... Our coverage. As thorough as we could hope for. I guess the last thing, the way that we can put a button on Hey Vern, it's Ernest is to introduce the merchandise. <laughs> Does Ernest say I love you a lot? I've never heard him say it except in this doll. I mean, it's a very doll thing to say, I suppose. <laughs> what we've got here is the Haver and it's Ernest. What we've got official... here is a failure to accumulate. <laughs> Sorry. What we've got here is the delightful 16-inch Talking Ernest doll by Kenner made in 1989. Your excitement is palpable. I'm beaming. I'm happy that he's here. Erin is glowing. He is my little baby, Ernie. So Ernie here, he was a gift from my brother and my sister-in-law. Nice. And he can go for a pretty penny on... So He's a little spendy. How many Haverhorn episode budgets did he cost? (laughs) Uh... What's what's 10 times zero? And don't say it's zero. (laughs) I don't know. He costs about... Three episodes, maybe? Okay. On eBay, maybe? He's cheaper if you get him outside of the box, but usually oh, sure. if he's outside of the box, he's missing his hat. Which therefore makes him not earnest Makes anymore. him not earnest at all. Yeah. So you want the hat. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and just... <laughs> Agreed. Uh, well, Here, I mean, David, do you want to hold the baby? Sure. I mean, I guess we, we should like describe this, uh, this Absolutely. Toy. Well, I should let me say, listeners, that when I received this doll, I video documented my receiving it and my inspecting it afterwards. And I will release these videos to the public. They were only Never before seen footage. <laughs> Previously, they were just for friends and family. But I, we will post them on the Ernest Goes to Podcast Facebook page. Dave, what do you make of little Ernie now that you're holding him well, in your uh, hands? So there's a couple of things to say about him. 
him. Um, sure. He's he's uh, I guess he's more rigid than I was expecting. Um, which, he's got a gigantic voice box in there. That's what I'm assuming it is. All mm-hmm. the uh, the sound intricacies. His arms are very accurate. I guess we could say <laughs> they that they are. He's <laughs> he's got sort of like um, how would I describe this? Acid wash jeans, I guess. Yeah. Which is somewhat comical. The shoes seem pretty accurate. No. Uh, they are not accurate at all. They're not. What is he? What shoes? He is wears he black canvas slip-ons usually. I'll I'll defer to 95% your ninety-five percent of the time. I'll defer to your earnest knowledge. In every in that movie, department. he's definitely wearing black canvas shoes. Maybe it was I in mean, like promotional photos or something. There that was. I'm thinking of. Uh, there were. I think in some of the early ads, he wears what what the doll is wearing, which is these brown work boots. But usually, the earnest official like costume that was settled on, it's black canvas slip-ons. I wonder if it was the kind of thing then where they gave Kenner yeah. those promotional That's photos exactly and they were like, what, oh yeah, go off yeah. of this. He's wearing a shirt that says Ernest on it. Um, yeah, that's not accurate. Which, <laughs> it is, why would Radioactive Man wear a smock with his own face on it? He would if it was Halloween. But it is a great t-shirt. He's got a vest. It's not a denim vest, but here we are. Yeah, it's a different kind of blue than his jeans are. Let's talk about the face sculpts for a second. His... Talking earnest, his arms and head and shoes are plastic, and his body is soft and squishy, except for the part where there's a gigantic voice box Correct. inside his torso. I went, as soon as I saw this little guy, I said, I know exactly what ha- what's going to happen. Kids are going to get this, they're going to swing it around, <laughs> and those little, those hard little shoes are going to hit children. Crack someone in the face, yeah. And our friend Dan, who is a guest on Ernest Goes to Podcast Episode 2, I Ernest Goes to Camp, he said that he and his brother had that doll, and that is exactly what happened. Well, there you go. When you swing this little guy around, his soft, squishy legs go a-flying, and you get whacked in the face with super hard shoes. Yes, you want to talk about the face sculpt? Well, I, I think it's it's pretty accurate. It's it feels accurate. It feels a lot like like the photos of the Book of Knowledge or the uh, Ernest mm-hmm. Goes to Camp audio cassette book. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I am a toy collector and a toy aficionado, and a lot of times one of my big gripes is that People get lazy with face sculpts or inaccurate or I know in some cases that it's like they don't want to pay for likeness rights. Yeah, but, yeah. But this is good. This looks like Ernest. But his, Ernest is all about the face. Like he's all yeah, about his you face. You yeah. can't not yeah. get that. So the, the head is very large. And I feel like that almost approximates the sort of fisheye wide angleness <laughs> of Ernest, which we've talked about being part of his character. I think they get the amount of detail that they wanted. It well, had to too. be a certain size. They clearly had no reference for what his hair looked like when his hat was off because, be- because it's just kind of slicked back. Like, uh, I don't know. Well, you said it kind of looked like Nash it from looks Ernest like Goes Nash to Jail, goes which to jail I think is accurate. It's like gelled back. Yeah, I think it works. It is odd that you can take his hat off. And there's also like a peg hole inside the hat, mm-hmm. which makes me think that. That maybe somewhere their signals got crossed and they were like there's gonna be a peg on his head right or maybe it's the hat from like another toy that they had and they were like oh that, that'll fit we can maybe make it fit possibly i don't know so this is made by kenner mm-hmm. the thing i immediately thought of when i looked at his goofy mug was 1990 stretch armstrong oh yeah yeah he almost looks identical if you guys at home listening know what 1990 stretch armstrong looks do, like yeah proportions like the giant teeth uh-huh. like the, almost the face shape and i was like well that's interesting but Stretch Armstrong in the 90s was made by Cap Toys. I don't think there was any like crossover Stretch there. Stretch is a ripoff. Well, original Stretch Armstrong from the 1970s is made by Kenner. What? So I'm wondering if like become... was did Kenner buy Cap Toys or was it like an offshoot thing? Or I looked it up and I couldn't really find too much about it. So if, if anyone at home knows uh, the answer to whether Doll Ernest and Stretch Armstrong from the 1990s share any genealogical <laughs> crossover... 
you can let us know. Let but us I just, know. it's, uh, they look like they're cut from the same cloth in certain ways. Yeah, it's possible. They're both in good shape. Let me should say that he says six phrases oh, yeah. on the box. It says that he says his six favorite phrases. I love you. I've never heard him say I love you anywhere except for this little guy. But I was so delighted oh, sure. that he said that he says I love you. It's like he's talking to me. Of course you gotta say no to me. Now, Ernest, he speaks very quickly. He's got like a sped up little chipmunk voice. He's a chipmunk Jim Varney. Well, he is also like what, twenty something years old? Well, yeah, but I think that was the also the case when it came out. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. It's just... Intentionally or like a production error? I don't know. It's a toy. It is what it is. But, you know, if you give the string... pull, He's a pull string. So if you give his pull string just a little bit of resistance, it slows down a bit and sounds more like Jim Barney. Right. This is the normal release. Are you kidding me? And now I will, like, try to slow release him. Oh, yeah, can, so, that sounds a little bit better. It slows down a bit. It sounds a little bit more like him, but he... So he says, know what I mean? I love you. Sure. Hey, Vern, it's Ernest. Hey, Vern, it's Ernest. Interesting. It's show. very um, third person. Are we having fun or what? Are we having fun or what? <laughs> yeah. Does Ernest ever say, are we having fun or what? I don't remember that. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you kidding me? I think maybe he said, are you kidding me? That's on occasion, what I, oh, okay. or something like that. Vern, don't you know? Like, usually, right. it's, it's the same. He expresses the same kind of skepticism. Maybe not in those exact it, words. It's um, tonally, it's yeah, it's yeah. earnest, <laughs> if not verbatim. He said, "You." He said, "I love you." You, I love you. Hey, Vern, it's Ernest. Know what, what I, mean. I mean? Are we having fun yet? Are we having fun or what? Hey, Vern, it's Ernest. Know what I mean? There's a snake in my boots. <laughs> What's the sixth one? Are you kidding me? Ah, uh, and and are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. You. You know, it's interesting that Ernest. That one sounds like he's he's hurting. I don't really <laughs> like when he says that. He is an old man. My he's a thirty year old doll. That's true. It's interesting that he is a pull string doll that looks like Ernest. Named Woody. He's not named Woody. No, he's Woody. not named Woody. <laughs> but like, he's similar to another pull string doll named Woody and also has a ventriloquist doll named Woody and was a voice in a movie where he I hung out with a pull string doll going, named Woody. But you're taking the long way around. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's early here. So. <laughs> so, you know, that is something I wanted to mention that I totally forgot is that every time you're that welcome. Ernest says Woody. <laughs> It's like there's this weird Toy Story deja vu. Oh, sure. Except that the Woodies, the two Woodies, you know, the voice, voice, voice has changed quite a bit by the oh, time yeah. Toy Story rolls around. So there are two different Woodies. Sure. But it's interesting to, like, hear the difference. Yeah. But also be reminded, like, oh, Slinky Dog. Like, I could see them just, like, pulling audio from Hey, Vern, it's Ernest. Like, hey, we need to do some animation tests. Let's try dropping Jim Barney's voice saying Woody into that's this. adorable. <laughs> Woody, why are you such a jerk? Wait, which one, which one are you talking to? Yeah. <laughs> what else do you have to say, Ernie? No, I still don't, but I love you. So yeah, we'll post videos of uh, little Ernie here. The unboxing, as it were. The box being unboxed. Oh, like you're opening a present kind of thing. Yeah. Got it. And some uh, little details. You know, his cowboy boot does kind of look like Woody. I feel like writing Aaron at the bottom of his boot here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Magic Mark. You totally should. Yeah. Aw. I actually, I love and enjoy this doll more than I thought possible. I was just like, oh, this is, like, I don't need that. That's just a silly thing. But then I got him. I was like, oh, he's much bigger than I expected. Sure. And then he's just so huggable and delightful. You can't resist this face. Can't argue with that. 
And that's Ernest Extra number six, Hey Vern, It's Toys. Sweet. Oh, I'd like to thank our guest for being on the show. Hey Vern, it's Ernest. It is indeed. And thank you for listening, listeners. Remember to like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, rate and review us on iTunes. Helps people find the podcast. And yeah. people need to find this because we've, we've put in way too much time by now. We've put in the appropriate amount of time. No, I think we've, we've been getting some... Oh, yeah. A, a slow, it's a slow burn, our, Absolutely. the building of our fan base. I just want people to... Share in the joy of yeah. uh, Ernest and Jim Varney. And, and not, not be bored at work. Sure. So we'll see you next time for episode seven. Hey, Vern, it's my family album. He starts a lot of things with the words, hey, Vern doesn't he it's his announcement that's true i've arrived all right well until then take care everybody bye hey burn we moved your furniture and now we're gonna fire up the barbecue burn we owe it all to you burn but now you gotta move burn <laughs>